0: to uh, see you this morning. Welcome to the first weekend of December. I know that there's at least half the church who walked in this morning saw those trees and are like, oh, it's that time of year again. And the other half are like, yes, we are ready to go, right? I'm not sure, who, which, I'm not sure which, which half is which. But uh, in case you're wondering, by, by the way, we haven't given Pastor Nathan the sack. Everyone, everyone alright with that? Okay. Okay. Um, Nathan has a lot of preaching to do between Christmas and into the new year. Okay? So that's why he's giving us, giving us a little bit of a spell uh, of him at the moment. So this week it's me, next week it's Adam, then Nathan's back. All right. I know, everyone's looking forward to that. <laughs> no, you, don't cheer me. Uh, Advent, uh, Advent, uh, Advent sermon series is simply called this God with us. Uh, very, very creative. Ad- Advent is the period between sort of about now and Christmas time when we start realigning ourselves with God. We start putting ourselves as a church ready to celebrate Jesus' arrival into the world and what that means uh, for us. There's a, there's a line in, in some carol somewhere that says, let every heart prepare him room. And that's what we're about. As God's people, we come together now and we realign ourselves with what did Jesus come to do? Why, why is his arrival in this world so important? What does it matter to, to our world? What does it matter to me? What does it matter to the person standing next to me? And um, I suppose just putting ourselves back in line with where, with where Jesus would want us. I want to talk this morning about uh, one of the things that Jesus came to do when he, when he came, and that is to satisfy that spiritual thirst that we have. Uh, there's, a, there's a famous story, of World War I, Iraq, uh, there's, the, 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 there's the Light Horse Brigade, they're basically riding across the Iraqi desert. You can imagine it, like 50 degrees, it's hot, there's no shade, there's nowhere to hide, it's just open desert as far as the eye can see. They're, they're basically racing across there fighting as they go, and they're desperate. Like the, the supplies have fallen way behind. Okay, The water and the horses, they're, they're back there somewhere. right? They've just got to push on to this place that apparently has a well. That's all they can do. They've just got to push on at all costs to this place that apparently has water. And the light horses are just going, well, that's, that's where we're going and there's no other way to go. And they keep going and they keep going and they spend this... They basically they get, into, they get into town, they fight their way in there. They spend a day, apparently, caught behind this wall that's about so high. And they basically have to hide behind the wall and, and just basically look after themselves for that day. The fighting goes on and they finally get to clear that wall. And basically about this far away from them the whole time has been these big, massive stone cisterns full of cold water. You can imagine that sense, right? That 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 desperation when the answer is right in front of me, it's right there. And Jesus, I think you know, arrives into human history to point us to a life that's worth living, a life for humanity with Him at the centre that was meant to satisfy everything. And um, here's our passage this morning: John, John seven. It's one of my favourites, by the way. just happened to pull it out today. Verse 37. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowd, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Not Not the festival. Come to me. Anyone who believes may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered his glory. Why does Jesus choose this moment now after a perfectly good festival to get up and ruin it for everybody? Why is it that Jesus chooses this moment to stand up and yell at people after they've had a nice time? Right? The, the festival is the Feast of Tabernacles. So essentially what's going on is this, is... this is Exodus 17 revisited. If you're a bit rusty on Exodus, this is where God's people have come out of Egypt. They're in the desert. The people are grumbling because they've got no food, they've got no water, and they're like, God sent us out here to die. Okay? And, you, know, and you, you can imagine that, can't you? You can imagine that, anno- that annoying. God chooses to provide water for about 3 million mouths out of, this, out of this rock. You know, animal, human, the whole thing. So, so living water is this sign of God's provision. It's, it's God looking after his people. And it's the, the climax of the festival basically means about 98, 99% of the population is there. They've all finished work about a month ago. This is public holiday mode. Life is good, right? This, this is as good as it gets. Um, there 's a, there's a photo up on up on the screen there. This is basically what our our idea of what river fire is is like okay? this, this is our river fire or our, or our new year 's Eve where we go and celebrate and let our hair down and life is as good as it gets there 's fireworks there 's food there 's the wine 's flowing whatever, whatever your thing is you know The people are relaxed we 've all finished work we're enjoying the very best that our culture can offer, the problem is it would never satisfy the heart's cry of the people. And Jesus chooses this moment at the climax of the festival when everybody's there and they've just experienced the best of their world to say, I've got something better. I've got something more. It's good stuff. So good. It's not a short-term fix. This is the permanent solution to everything you've wanted. It's right here in front of you. You know, our world might have changed a bit. Our, our traditions might have changed a bit. But that thirst hasn't. hasn't. That thirst never changed at all. People are still on this lifelong journey for something that brings them purpose and meaning. It, we, um, unfortunately, for, me, for many in our world, Many even in our churches as well, let's let's be honest about it. Many of us would settle for for finding something of the rewards and the and the good things in all the temporary stuff that we have. Okay? A good career that promises rewards and finances and influence and power. A good you know, a good bunch of Christmas presents under the tree, the next greatest adventure, the next best holiday, the next uh, what else is there? the endless pursuit of possessions, the endless pursuit of knowledge, the just, just whatever is the next greatest thing in your mind. And before you get very, very mad at me, nothing wrong with any of that stuff. But it has to be kept in perspective against the permanency of having a relationship and knowing your creator. It has to... That relationship with God is, is just what makes all the difference and it brings all the perspective to everything else that we celebrate in the world. Now, just, just, just on a side note, the people in this, in this place are essentially sitting down and looking back at their last 12 months and saying, thank you to, thank you to God for what you've provided. And they're also looking forward. I mean, it's, it's about to be rain season. For these guys, so coming from the country, it rains, you're back into work, okay? They're in this interesting little period there, and Christmas is a good time for us, a really good time for us, to celebrate what God has done. I was downloading my phone last week looking at all the photos I've, I've taken this year. And the amount of things I've forgotten and just completely given a miss to. How many good things did I celebrate this year? I couldn't believe it. So we're, we're going to actually sit down at some point in the next month or so, go through all those photos and celebrate as a family what God's done for us. And I think, if you've got a phone, go ahead. We can do this as a church too. I was just looking at a statistic the other day that um, our, our average attendance for the last couple of months of the year, for, for last year, was a bit, was nudging about 190 this year, we're up in the 230 area. Um, praise God. <laughs> it's, not, it's not our doing, it's his. Okay? God's doing his thing, and we should celebrate what he's done. Celebrate what he's done, and look forward to saying, what do you want us to do in the next season? This is a good time to do this. Okay, Really good time to do this. Okay, Here's my sermon. Um, point one. This is, this is not going to surprise anybody. Jesus is the, is the source of all this. Jesus is the source. If I go back to my police days, uh, working in the country, it's a different sort of heat. It's, it's hot here, it's humid here. In the country, it's a different sort of heat. The only problem is it doesn't cool down out there. Okay, In the, in the middle of summer, when you're on night work, and it's still 32 degrees at 2 a.m., and everybody's still out on the town because that's what you do because it's too hot to sleep. Okay, we're just used to that. Okay? Um, it does not cool down until well and truly after midnight and two a.m. And it's already up up above thirty by six six thirty. Okay, it just doesn't. There's no breeze. It just doesn't go anywhere. And the temptation to when you're always thirsty. You're always thirsty, and you just got to keep going. You're a shift worker, right? So you need energy. You need to do lots of visits to the to the uh, the social club fridge. Soft drink is in there, right? You need lots of coffee. Lots of coffee. Whatever is going to keep you going. That's where you go when you're hungry and you're thirsty, and you just got to. And you're always tired too. You just got to push on, and you need sugar to do it. Okay, sugar is bad. I know. I know, Kerry. Um, <laughs> The only problem that while the sugar... The sugar fills the, fills the gaps, but it doesn't satisfy the thirst. It doesn't satisfy the thirst. And one of the dangers of, of, of Christmas is that we find ourselves in this unique period where we've got a lot of stuff to fit, it, to fit in to a very, very short period, and we're not sure how we're going to do that. And we've got holidays to plan and presents to get and stuff to, stuff to do. The temptation is to fill up with a lot of sugar rather than satisfy the thirst. Okay, The NASB translation of of Jesus' words here, let him keep coming to me, let him keep drinking. This is not a a turn up to to church or or do something religious just to keep myself going for a while. This is that day-to-day reliance thing that we keep talking about. It's that vine and the branches thing. Okay? The problem for us is that the problem that, that, that stops us drinking is that we don't thirst for what matters. We don't thirst for what matters. And can, can I just encourage you that whatever Christmas brings for you, keep thirsting after what matters? Keep thirsting after, you know, if, even if it means you've got to say no to some good things that sound like good things that you really should do, but you just can't do. It's okay. Keep thirsting after what matters. Time with God. Time in his word. Time in his presence. Time in prayer. Nothing else fills the void. Nothing else will do it. Thirsting to be filled with his spirit. This is not the time of year for us, church, to get burnt out. I know that there's a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of things to be done, and it is that period. But if we get the thirst of what matters right, everything else makes sense. You hear me? If we get the thirst of what matters right, everything else will make sense. If you're feeling a bit worn out this morning, there's 24 days between now and... Um, Christmas, there's 24, passage, 24, 20, 24 chapters in Luke, one chapter a day, there's Advent uh, things up on the information desk, If maybe you just need to spend some time over Christmas time remembering a couple of words, I, I, I read, read this again, again this week and just stunned by it, Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. Be still and know that I am God. If you want one thought to to hang on to and rely on in the middle of madness for the next month, let it be that. It'll change your life. It'll change your perspective about everything. There's always this question about who qualifies for this living water, right? And the, the simple answer is it's open to anybody. The, the word that Jesus uses here is anybody. Anybody who is thirsty may come and get living water. It doesn't matter whether you're a good person or a religious person or not. It doesn't matter whether you're a drug addict or not. It doesn't matter whether you've got problems or whether you don't. Doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor or somewhere in between. It doesn't matter whether you conform to the church dress codes and behaviour rules. Anybody who is thirsty may come. Okay, the, pro- the, the offer that Jesus makes is is one of those ones that just. Now, I know that I just said to slow down, didn't I? I'm really sorry about that. And yeah, we we got to we got to do that. We got to we got to make that important. But I've got to tell you about some opportunities we have as a church to show our community living water. Okay, in our passage today, Jesus is offering something more to people who are who have some maybe some religious knowledge about some stuff, but don't make sense of can't make sense of it. But they don't know that they're thirsty. They don't know they're thirsty. And I reckon, our, I reckon our Christmas carols are probably the closest that we get to having a church full of people who, who maybe have some religious knowledge but, don't, but haven't connected all the dots yet. One of the ladies in our church last year invited her parents to the carols. Her parents have not gone to a church for a very, very long time. So this is, this is the first thing they saw of a church that's, that's um, maybe moving forward. And... The day, the day after last year's carols, I, was, I, think, I think all of us were pretty tired, right? This email arrived, and it made it all worthwhile. I, don't, I want to share a couple of the passage, passages with you. My parents have both had negative experiences of the church as they were growing up. It's been many years since I've been able to, to get them along to any church event. But last night they came, and can I tell you what they saw? They saw fun, generosity, acceptance, love, celebration, laughter, selfless service and a community of people who love and support one another. More importantly, they saw a true representation of the meaning and the spirit of Christmas. My family were only three of the many non-church people who came last night. I cannot thank you enough for the love, the grace and the fellowship that was demonstrated last night. You may never know the impact you had that 's some good stuff makes everything worthwhile doesn 't it? Our prayer again this year is is nothing different it 's the same thing that people who who turn up to our carols, who don 't know they 're thirsty, find something of the living water that they need and there's we 've been on the phone all week there 's a lot of people already volunteering. But like Kerry mentioned before, there's plenty of opportunities for you to jump in and, and help. There's, um, you know, she spelled out some other ones before. So use your connections card, keep writing. That's fine. Um, if you're new to Hills Church, we'd love you to jump in and help. This is a great way to do that. Okay. And there's a heap of little things that need to get done that just need to get sorted out for all of for all of this to work together. Um, most of all, let's pray for what for what God's doing here. Let's pray that people walk in the door and they hear something that changes their life and be ready to embrace people. The... Here's why this matters. Because living water is best lived out. It's not stagnant. It doesn't sit in, a, in the same little pond somewhere and just do nothing. It's always directed outwards. It's always going places. The NIV version of 38 says, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures say, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So, you know, rivers always start from the source, but they're built to go places. They're always breathing life into other things that maybe haven't got life around them, okay? So Jesus is the source and anybody is welcome but God's, Jesus' idea, for his heart for his followers is to be people whose lives are naturally lived out. Naturally lived outwards into the other people around us. Christmas is one of those times where it's really easy to turn everything inward. Isn't it? The passage says that the Holy Spirit is given to anybody who believes in Jesus. But Perhaps sometimes, perhaps sometimes, many of us don't allow the Holy Spirit to actually have control over enough of us. Perhaps sometimes we don't let the Holy Spirit actually control our actions and our thoughts. Perhaps sometimes we we just aren't that thirsty to be filled. And you know what? If you're not filled... It doesn't go anywhere. It just stays there. There's no life in it. <laughs> okay. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we can't help but be people who just tip it out into the lives of the people around us. Now, I've got to be careful with this story because we live in a house that belongs to somebody in this church. I'm really grateful for, for you, Ian. I love you, man. All right. But we've been trying to teach our kids to be, to be self-sufficient, Right? We're trying to teach our kids to be self-sufficient and we like to get downstairs when we're actually all home on the same night, sit down and watch a movie together as a family and, ha- and, have, and have a feed. Okay. What, we've been trying to teach our kids that you guys have got to fill up your drinks and then take them downstairs. Okay? Our kids can fill up their drinks all right. They just can't do the other part, getting downstairs so well. The, the stairs will be clean, I promise. But the... That living water can't help but just jump out at situations and and come out on the way downstairs in the circumstances of life. It can't help but just come out into the situations and to the and to the people around us. It can't help it. One of the ways that we do that is in how we serve. And I I've got to tell you, one of the things that excites me about this church is I see so many people who serve in this church and so many of them have that life-giving thing that they're just doing it for the right reasons. The Holy Spirit's just popping out. That's just what happens. Okay, That's what happens in this church. And I love it. And can I just say to you, if you serve and if you contribute or, or whatever you do in this church, thank you. I just want to echo Nathan's comments before... Um, add, add my heartfelt thanks to people who go the extra mile. And if you don't, if you're not uh, there, there already for, for whatever reason, this is a good time of year to be thinking about next year, what can I contribute? Where can I, where can I jump in and help? Where can I be that other person who just, who just does a little, little bit extra? The, today's a good day. 1st of December, to go find somebody who has served you this year, whether it's just who, that day that you felt rotten and you had nothing to do and you just needed a coffee and that person was there and they smiled at you and said hi. and said, here's your coffee. That that day that you walked in and you were flat and the team were here leading worship, the day that, that, that you were in trouble and somebody prayed for you at the front, go find whoever that was who served you that day and go say thank you. It's what just makes the makes the it keeps the life going. The life of a church is so important, and it's it's that life comes out in how we interrelate. Just natural. And I suppose the question for us to I suppose to consider this morning simply is: what do other people see when, when they look at me? What do other people see and and notice when they interact with me do they they notice someone just going through the motions do they notice some water that's been there for a bit long a bit too long or do they notice that life that's giving it's always directed outwards it's always spilling out in how we worship it's always spilling out in how we serve it's always spilling out in how we love our kids it's always spilling out in how we live in our workplaces and, and do our thing. It's just, you can't give what you haven't got. You can't give what you haven't got. See, if you, if you try to do all this stuff in your own strength, you'll burn out. <laughs> okay, You'll burn out. But if you thirst after Jesus and you're seeking to be filled with his spirit over and over again, then life just becomes this act of worship to a God who came on our level. Okay, it's this, it's this life lived back to a God who did so much for us. And Jesus stands and shouts at this festival, calling people, don't just be satisfied in being part of another festival this year. Push on and do something else. Push on for more of me. Don't just be... He's calling people to something deeper. And he's still doing the same thing today. He's still calling each of us to something deeper, something more. And this is is a really good reminder for us at Christmas time when we settle for everything we've got not to be, not to settle to be a spectator, not to settle just to be at the festival and all the temporary stuff that goes with it, but instead thirst more and more and more after him. More and more of his spirit. Two things to say in closing. One is simply that there could be people here this morning who have heard a lot about Jesus over the years but have never actually come to that point of actually making sense of what that, what that means. They've never actually come to that point of, of coming and surrendering their life to this God on, who came to our, to our level. They've never experienced the living water that the Christian life's meant to meant to bring. And without believing and putting your faith in Jesus that, that there's no life. There's no living water. The thirst will continue. The thirst will always be there. And I want to be very clear is today the day that you allow the living water to penetrate your life? Is is today the day that that breaks through? Church, how about we make Christmas time a a time where we don't settle for being spectators? We don't settle for just being part of a festival. We not just go into public holiday mode and and enjoy the finest of what our culture has to offer. Instead, we thirst more for what matters. Thirst more that his Holy Spirit would fill us again for the work he's called us to do. Before we worship and we celebrate what our King of Kings has done, I wonder if you join me with join me in prayer. Would you stand um, please? We're going to pray together and just pray for, um, for God's spirit and also just for those things that are coming up for our, for our church. God, this morning we, we are grateful for all you've done. God, I, think there's, I think there's so many of us who, who have that thirst for you to do more in our lives and in our church. And God, we pray... We thank you that there's living water to be found in Jesus. There's living water and life and fullness to be found in Jesus. And this is the, year, this is the time of year we get to celebrate all that he's done. God, we pray um, your blessing upon our volunteers. We thank you, God, for all those people here today who's, who the Holy Spirit just can't help jump out of in the way they contribute to our church. and. And into their into their communities, God I pray that you might restore and bring your power back again to each, pe- each person who's feeling a bit flat today. God, we pray for the carols, we ask God that, the, that, that people might turn up here and find a, a place where they 're welcomed, a place where they 're loved, a place where there 's living water to be found, and that they would see their thirst for it and and want to know more. God, we pray as we always do that there will be more of your Spirit in this church. More and more of a thirst after what matters. More and more after a thirst of what you want to do in us and through us. Amen. Let's sing, church.